Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Depth Chart Podcast. Sunday morning. After the South Carolina uh, game, disappointing, uh, infuriating. I, I I don't know really. I mean, this is going to be hard to. This could be a tough podcast. I'm just going to tell you that right now. So uh, get ready. But uh, we're all we're joined by Stephen, who is our producer and does a great job running videos for KSR. I'm joined by Jay Dorch. My teammate, former starting outside linebacker for Kentucky, uh, Stephen. Uh, we're uh, this wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for Port Royal, right? That's right. Uh, Port Royal Plants, a Kentucky proud product that has grown, processed, and manufactured in Kentucky. Because your mind and body deserve quality products you can trust, visit portroyalplants.com to learn more and try out their products. With the summer months uh, or into the, the fall, definitely check out Port Royal Plants CBD. Natural uh, tick, mosquito, and bug spray. You know, we're still getting, still getting the uh, the tailgating. Lots of people tailgating yesterday. You know, get some of that. Um, yeah, Freddie. Uh, it, was a, it was a tough game yesterday. Yeah, it, it was. It was very tough. Jay, I did everything but uh, draw uh, note cards for people on, on the pregame show yesterday about what was ready to happen. Um, Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> you know, some people didn't want to hear it, and, and that's fine. But I, I speak what's on my mind. And and I've been on this all week. It, it, it wasn't the fact that Kyra Sharon was the quarterback. What I was trying to say is even with <clears throat> Will Levis and even with Jeremy Flax, who Kentucky missed badly last night, by the way, this offense has not been good. It's not been efficient. It's not been – uh, it's not big good in situational uh, offense. Kentucky coming into last night was ranked 13th in the SEC in total offense with 368 yards a game. Not good. And Kentucky, after last night, hasn't scored more than 20 points, offensive points, in an SEC game. So I, I thought Kyra Sharon, for the most part, Jay, for a backup quarterback to come in for his first start was okay, was, was okay enough. Kentucky around him just didn't play well. Let's just talk offense here because defense, normally this is a uh, – we praise the defense podcast. We're going to get after them too. This was a total team meltdown. Uh, but before I kick it to you, Jay, I am man enough to admit and to apologize to the South Carolina fans, to the South Carolina people, uh, for making fun of them during media days and for uh, making fun of them being highly predicted – and for, for not respecting the Gamecock pro, uh, program because they came into Kroger Field 
beat Kentucky in just about every way a team can beat uh, a team and earn the victory. Now, I will say this. This is one of the worst teams to ever beat Kentucky at Kroger Field during the modern Mark Stoops era, but still South Carolina earned the win and deserves respect for that. So I apologize. I give South Carolina my respect. Uh, but Jay, this was a total systems failure for Kentucky. Offense, defense, special teams again. Uh, just not good. Just just a bad performance by Kentucky. And and frustrating but disappointing. I mean, with so much on the line and you had to be so good around a backup quarterback with Kyle Sharon, Kentucky didn't do that. And it started out with that first play of the game, and and my simple tweet, Jay, was why. Why with 24 in the the backfield do you attempt that reverse play, which ended up in a turnover, which ended up in a two-yard South Carolina touchdown to start the game off bad, you throw your quarterback out there who has never started uh, down seven points. Why, Jay? Can you explain to me the first play, first play call of the game? No, I have to say I was uh, super disappointed in that. Uh, there's no reason <clears throat> to put your offense in that position. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but even before that, Freddie, it was evident to me that uh, there was just no juice on this team. I mean, there. I don't. I don't know what the deal is you know I just remember last year and year before people like bully just getting the getting the the team fired up on the sideline you know I was watching you know I was down at the Ole Miss game and I was watching the Ole Miss sideline and they were jacked up and we were in that game and should have won that game going away Um, but you just never saw any juice again on our sideline and yesterday starting the game it was the same thing and you know, as much as I love Scangarello and, and what he's trying to do with this offense with, with some limited capabilities on the line especially, uh, I'm with you. I mean, if you're going to do anything, throw a screen or just give it to Chris. Um, yeah. And looking at, at Kaya, um, I actually thought he was pretty poised based on what yeah. what um, South Carolina did. I mean, just being brutally honest, you know, our offensive line is – right now is just not good and missing flax is a huge deal but you got to play with who you got and you got to come up with a a way to do it and but i just i don't know i just feel like there's not much discipline you know we're still getting pre-snap penalties um you know three phases of the game you're you're losing all three phases and you know it's so frustrating when you make mistakes in the kicking game um and i know they didn't score on that punt block but it just takes juice away, takes momentum away, and just continues to just shoot ourselves in the foot. Um, you know, defensively, you know, they they played decent for the most part of the game. Um, but, you know, again, just a few big plays, and there were some, some technical things that happened, especially on that screen, that just shouldn't have happened. You know, and I know it's a young guy out there, Alex Safari, but – you know, when you're setting the edge, I mean, technically he did his job. He set the edge. But you can set it too wide. You can you can carry out the right assignment, but you lose the play. And he tried to push up field on the outside shoulder, his wide side of the field. Um, he should have just squared him up and pushed him back and just drug that out and let the inside pressure come in and clean it up. And it would have been fine. I mean, technically he did it right uh, from a turn it inside, but – 
man, it's just frustrating when you do little things like that the entire game. Yeah, and Stephen, you and I talked uh, after the pregame <clears throat> show. <laughs> uh, I kind of, I kind of saw this coming. If you, if you'll remember, outside the office, and uh, kind of played out how I saw it would play out, and that's a combination of a lot of things. The juice hadn't been there. Uh, too many sacks. Kentucky gave up what gave up by six quarterback sacks. South Carolina had four sacks for the entire season going into Saturday and had six against Kentucky. Uh, I said on the show again that I thought that Jeremy Flax being out was a bigger loss to Kentucky than than uh, Will Levis, and it turned out that that pretty much was right. Uh, but this offense, man, I mean, back-to-back procedure calls on a, on a senior offensive lineman in one drive, I mean, mental mistakes there. A critical drop uh, on a third down, but but here's Jay. Here's here's something that that really uh, uh, I, I didn't agree with. Okay, you got when you have a, a a rookie quarterback, right, and and you have a new starter at right tackle, you don't want to go east west. You don't want to give the defense time to react and be athletes. You want them to be on their heels. I thought Kentucky did a pretty good job of that in the first half. Rodriguez was 16 carries, 97 <clears> yards. <throat> and it was back to old Kentucky football. It wasn't this stretch stuff. It wasn't the the outside. It was straight up uh, gap runs. It was combo blocks. It was power. It was it was Kentucky. And, and C-Rob was having success, right? And, and the game was tied 7-7, and you, give, you gave South Carolina a cheap score. Second half, Chris Rodriguez, six carries for 29 yards. Six carries for 29 yards after going for 16 and 97 in the first half. That's not going to win you a football game. Agree that players around a rookie quarterback has to play, have to play better, and they didn't. But when you give the best player on your offense six carries, in the second half, you're asking to get beat and South Carolina obliged. Yeah, it's that, almost that, 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 that. Yeah, I mean, South Carolina comes out, comes out, get that quick score to go down 14 7. Some, it seems like Kentucky panicked when there was no reason to panic. That's Give exactly. the football to 24, man. Yeah, that's it's exactly not hard. what I was getting ready to say. I mean, you, you know, you're down seven and uh, you forget that 24. The more you give him the ball, the 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 better he gets. You know, especially the second half, he just he wears people down. He gets stronger, and I just you can't panic panic down seven. Um, and it feels like we just took ourselves out of our game plans, and we we tried to just start playing that catch up ball, which that's not that's not what our offense is built to do. And we don't have the offensive line like we've had the last several years. And I you know I don't know if we've talked about this yet, but I've been thinking through this offensive line and, and how much we've missed Schlarman, obviously. But, you know, Wolford last year, the one thing that he did that I just totally disagreed with is he got away from playing his young offensive lineman every chance he could get. You know, Schlarman always got those young guys in there. And we all know there's a huge difference between live snaps and snaps in practice. And so he, there was no development. He had the five guys on the field, and that's who he was going to play. And he played them 
and, until the whistle last whistle blew. And so <clears throat> we we walked into this season, and you know, Dare leaving was a big loss and unexpected. Uh, we thought left tackle was locked down with him coming into this year, but now it's showing that those young guys and the way Schlarman uh, taught and 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 developed these guys was totally lost last year, and now we're a year behind. Yeah, um, and we got talent, but you know nobody's starting in the same position they started in last year. I mean, it's just it's tough. We're in a bad yeah. spot. Yeah, no, I've, I've that's well documented <clears throat> with me. I've had a serious problem with the way Wolford handled things and I've written about it and talked about it uh, at length that, you know, especially at tackle before the season started, Jay, I said, this team will go as far as the offensive tackles take them. Right. And, yeah. and now you, you ask Kenneth Horsey to move from guard, which he's been a long time starter, kick him out the tackle. That's un, that's unselfishly what he's done, but he, he's not a, not a pure left tackle. And then Flax was playing really good before he got hurt, and now he's out. And it's just, you know, that, that, that's why I thought it was unrealistic to expect Kentucky to, to you know, against South Carolina. was Kentucky was bad offensively. I mean, we need to talk about that with Levis yeah. and Flax. You take Flax out of the equation, that's really bad. Yeah. You take Levis out, that's even worse. Yeah. So I, the first half, Jay, I mean – C-Rod, 16 for 97, that, that that worked, right? I don't know why Kentucky went away in the second half from the run game. You can't panic in that situation, uh, especially with South Carolina that has the tendency to turn the football over. But start throwing on first downs with that offensive line, you, you're going to get a lot of second and 14s. Second and, and, and fifteen, not just, and, and that not throws just, you off. You're done at that. When you get to second and fourteen with a rookie quarterback and a backup tackle, you're done. You might as well say we're going to punt. Yep. Okay, let's punt. We have Kentucky averaged thirty six yards per punt against South Carolina. Jay did not flip the field position. The the, the Gamecocks absolutely kicked Kentucky's butt in the third phase. Block punt, missed field goal, another missed field goal. Uh, averaging 36 Poor yards. Poor snaps. I mean, on and on. I mean, this 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 third phase for this team is not good at all. And uh, you add all that together, and it was an all-systems failure. And and, and I, I could sense that Mark Stoops was not happy, and he shouldn't have been happy. Uh, and and But, again, what are you going to do? I mean, it's just uh, – it was too much to overcome. But I thought, again, you know, with 24 back there, how in the hell did he only have six carries in the second half? That that blows my mind, Jay. Yeah, I'm it's, with you. They, You know, they started taking uh, shots downfield, not even uh, short to intermediate passes, but yeah. shots downfield, which obviously requires a little more time, which we knew South Carolina was going to pin their ears back mm-hmm. and send the house and, and make Kaya beat him with his arm. And – and like you said, I mean, C-Rod got 97 yards first half, only gets six carries second half. So we take long shots down the field on first downs. And now we're second 10, second 12, whatever it is. And, man, you just – this is not a this is not an offense to play from behind the chains. No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, you know, we talk, talk about the punt block. I mean, little things like that, the third phase. And, and you get out of rhythm like that. Kentucky right now, Jay, is 129th in the country 
I didn't know there were 129 teams. <laughs> I thought it was 126, but I guess they've added a few. 129 in the country has given up 25 quarterback sacks. Yeah. 113th <clears throat> in the country with 42 tackles for loss allowed. How do you get tackles for loss with 24 in a game? Is this he's out of the game? And you start going, uh, you start going sideways and still straight ahead with yeah. with an offensive line that, that's that's taped together uh, with duct tape because of injuries, etc. The best thing that they did was go straight ahead, go north and south. You take yep. the you take the thinking away from it. You take the uh, you take the advanced scheme away from it, and you just you have double teams. You run powers. You do what Kentucky did in the first half. Yep. And that's how you have success, and you can't go away from that. I thought, Jay, with, with the way the first half w- went with 16 carries for Rodriguez for 97 yards, I thought we were going to see a 30-carry night for 24, right? And yeah. I would have been okay with that, and so would he, right? And, and I just – I don't, I don't get the battle rhythm of this offense. I, I don't get – I don't understand it yet. And, you know, I've been, I've been kind of – asking a lot of questions and, and talking, bouncing around the subject, but it's not been good with the, with Roger, with uh, uh, Levis and Flax. So I thought P, the players around, I thought Kyle Sharon for a backup rookie quarterback played okay. I thought yeah. he played good enough to win the football game. He had two drops that were crucial. Yeah, I that thought third, I, that third I, yeah. down play when he rolled out and threw it, that was a, that was, a, yeah, a, I, I thought Sharon Play good and play winning football for a backup. Yeah, everybody around him. Now I can't say everybody because I've not, you know, totally watched the tape in depth yet. But didn't play good enough around him, including the defense. And there were some uncharacteristic missed tackles, gave up explosive plays. But I also wrote about this, Jay. As good as this defense has been, there's going to be a game where you give up a, a few leaked explosives. You give up a few plays, and you're going to have to rely. And, and that offense and special teams are, will have to bail you out a little bit because yeah. you've been so good for so long, right? And that's what happened on Saturday. The de- the defense gave up some uncharacteristic plays, leaked explosives <laughs> for touchdowns. Uh, Marshawn, uh, uh, the running back for uh, South Carolina, is a good is a good running back, but still. At some point in time, you're going to have to have that offense in third phase kind of help you out a little bit, and that didn't happen. Kentucky takes a second straight loss, and this was a tough loss, Jay, because uh, in my opinion, I mean, Kentucky was better than Ole Miss, and, and we talked about that last week. Kentucky was much better than South Carolina, but not on Saturday night. And Shane Beamer and his annoying sunglasses got the win. And they have the bragging rights now, and that's going to be a hard pill to swallow. And that's why I apologized earlier because I've made a lot of fun of South Carolina. And, and you know, when you got to be big enough to, you got to be big enough to own it if you're willing to say it. And I am, but that 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 last night's loss was inexcusable. I thought I thought South Carolina outcoached, outplayed, out uh, hustled out wanted the football game and came out with a victory yeah i go back to when you know eddie grant scrapped the offense and and put lim bowden at quarterback and everybody in the world knew that he was going to run the ball and yet we still had success and i I feel like you can do that with c rod if you just continue to feed him 
And we just got out of our game plan, got on our heels and, you know, started taking shots and unnecessarily try, trying to, we're only down seven, <clears throat> trying to force it. You know, defensively, they played pretty sound for most of the game. There were some missed tackles. I mean, they hit, they hit him in the backfield a couple times and then he rips off, you know, 20, 25 yards or whatever. And I talked about the Alex Safari when when he was, you know, they set the edge, but instead of squaring him up and, and being able to go inside or out to stop him or string it out, you know, he goes upfield, creates a huge lane, and credit to South Carolina, their two offensive linemen got downfield and got our linebacker. Yeah. I think it was Jackson and then uh, I can't remember the safety, but they they blocked it perfectly. And but I just go back to, you know, you all said it last week on the podcast, you know, you can't let one loss become two. And that's exactly what's happened. And I'm going to tell you right now, next week, they're probably going to see maybe the best quarterback they're going to see all year. Yeah. Um, and then they got another one coming and hidden hooker who might be the best quarterback. <laughs> um, and so they, we've not really seen anything yet. And Mississippi State is a great team yeah. on both sides of the ball. And we just missed another yeah. another great opportunity. We were in the game, you know, and but we again we just shot ourselves in the foot so many times uh, with, with those pre-snap penalties and block punt, fumble first play. Any juice we had at all was sucked out of the stadium at that point. I wasn't at the game. I was actually uh, at a wedding watching on my phone and uh, <laughs> I might have been told to be quiet a couple times at the reception. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wouldn't spew in joy. Let's say that. And guys, there was, there was a time, I think there was like 12 minutes to go in the game and people were filing out of the stadium, <laughs> you know, just, and they were only down 10. Um, and the, like you said, Jay, the energy in, of, in, in Kroger field was, was lacking, I think, especially after that first play, it just just drained the entire fan base. It felt like, yeah, and I feel bad for the fans in back to back weeks because they've done their job. The fans have brought the juice in Oxford and at Kroger Field on Saturday, and they 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 deserve better than what they had on what was I've on never, the field Saturday. They deserve better than than what Kentucky played. Freddie, you'll agree. I've never seen BBM better. No, I've not. I've, I've never seen him better. And I don't I, either. I credit them so much. Yeah. Um, and they do deserve better. They deserve yeah. better. And this is, you know, one thing that's concerning, well, one of many, Jay, is, is Kentucky is uncharacteristically an undisciplined football team. And that's something we've not seen with Mark Stoops. And that's got to be just <laughs> driving him crazy. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he said after the game, he said he yelled at everybody. He yelled at the coaches, yelled at the players, yelled at himself. Uh, because, I mean, that, that's not a Mark Stoops team with, with all those penalties. You know, on third down, 25% on third down, Jay. Kentucky was three out of 12. But a lot of that was because they were so far behind the chains. Yeah. And how do you get behind the chains? You don't give the football to Dagon number 24, let him go north and south. And don't put the game on your rookie quarterback, and that's that's what happened. So, I think we've fallen in love a little bit with <clears throat> with our playmakers on the outside. Yeah, you know, and and it's it's sexy and it's awesome to to see what Barry on and, and Tavion and, and Dane Key have done on the outside. But gosh, man, I just you know 
when you got 24 back there and you got you got Dingle and you can hit some. I mean, there were some plays he was wide open. Yeah. Um, and of course, either he didn't have time, you know, or the play breaks down and and uh, we take a sack or what have you. But I just, you're right. I mean, typically a team takes on the personality of Stoops and and of the head coach, and we've done that for several years. Yeah. Um, but this this is uncharted territory for this modern Stoops uh, football teams to 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 play like this. They've never it beat is. themselves. No, no. That's one thing Mark Stoops teams have, have done is, is not beating themselves and made other teams beat them. And now I'm at, <clears throat> and again, credit Ole Miss, you credit <clears throat> South Carolina, but they were gifted quite a bit of uh, advantage. Yeah. Whether it be play call, just questionable play calling on offense. And that's just not this game. That that's for me. That's been an issue. No, every game from the beginning. I mean, yeah, I've not seen game. rhyme or reason. I've seen the total lack of efficiency from the offense on, on situational football. Two minute scenarios. Red zone <laughs> offense has not been good. Turn the football over. Uh, uh, Pre snap penalties, just uh, sloppy. Very yeah. sloppy. Yeah. But but Stephen, you know what's not sloppy is or my dress pants and my blue jeans when I wear my KLW belts. Jay, I got to get you one of those, man. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm hearing all about them. I got to get some sweat. Yeah, I've got a keychain, too, with my name <laughs> on it, and I got a belt with my name on it. Stephen, tell us more about KLW Belts. Yeah, I saw the thing with the name on it. That was that was. That's cool, crazy. right? They got them for a bunch of people, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, uh, KLW Belts are handmade here in the bluegrass. Take advantage of free shipping on all web orders. All belts are genuine leather, no synthetics, padding, or backing, just solid leather. Give them a call at 859-509-7816 or head to KW Belts, uh, KLW Belts, KLWBelts.com. I want to make sure I got that, got that right, Freddie. Yeah. Uh, and, you guys, I want to ask you one thing about the, 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 the kicking game. I feel like Kentucky's leaving so many points on oh, the field, God. especially in SEC play, uh, not being able to uh, get the snap, uh, get the hold, and, and get the kick. Yeah, no, you, you know, also uh, KLW Belts, you mentioned the depth chart podcast, you get 10% off and it's free shipping too. And uh, Tim and those folks do a great job. They'll work with you. Uh, give them a call because they're terrific. I love them. Uh, and I look pretty cool, Jay, in my belt. I just have I bet to tell you. you. Do. I meant seriously. I bet you do. And, and I, I always like make sure my name thing, name tag still on there. So I'll <laughs> grab, you know, and then I yeah. kind of just like turn my hips a little bit so people can see my name. It's pretty cool, man. You got to get you one of those. I got to get one, man. Yeah. Well, listen, guys, I got I got to take off. I got to go to church. And All right, man. Go to the Lord's for, house. Ask for forgiveness for yeah. As I said last night. Go um, pray for an offense, man. Yeah, I, I hear you. I, you know, I'm 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 concerned about next week. I'll oh. just say it. Uh, I'm I'm scared of next week. I'm I'm past concerned. I was watch. I watched him. I watched him yesterday. Pretty solid. Yeah. Will Rod. Will Rogers is a very underrated quarterback. Yeah. Well, and, and I'm a big Zach Arnett fan, the defensive coordinator at Mississippi yeah. State. I think he does a tremendous job. Yeah. In that for in, in that strange defense that he runs, and he's got to be watching this film and and just ready Licking to get on, ready to get on a plane to Lexington like right yeah. now. Yeah. So all right, all right man. Y'all have a great week. Appreciate all right, bro. it, right, Stephen. Man, I'm telling you. You made a great point. <clears throat> the third phase has been so bad that Kentucky's not only left points or given points away, 
but so many hidden yards. I mean, when you only average 36 yards uh, net punting, um, how, how many times did South Carolina start with advantageous field position? That That's the hidden yards, right? The block punt. Uh, missed field goal. Looked like the snap was low. The holder had to uh, – Ruffalo had to wait, delay a second before he made the kick. It hooked and missed. Uh, I mean, that that's not good. Um, I don't know. I mean, how long – how long do we have to see this? Before, I mean, it's been this way, uh, you know. It's just not been very good. Now the return game, teams are doing what I would do. I wouldn't give Barry on Brown a chance to touch the football in a return game. That's what Kentucky does well. Kentucky had had covered kicks well up until last night, and even that broke down. Uh, South Carolina had some returns that hurt hurt the Cats, and, and then you know it's just just all three phases were not good last night. Off, you know, halftime, I tweeted, Stephen, that the offense and special teams needed to serve the defense Gatorade. And, and in the second half, Carolina comes out and, and scores 20 points or however many they score, you know. And, and it's just – but I, I thought I thought the whole time – the whole season, now we're six games into this, that at some point in time the defense is going to have a bad game or a bad half or something. And they were due. As good as they be, if it wasn't for that defense, just think where Kentucky would be right now. Or four, sitting at four and two, that could easily be two and four without that defense. So that's what I was. I was most shocked that uh, that on the opening drive to start the second half that they would let South Carolina go seventy-five yards, and it felt like yeah. there was a couple third downs they just couldn't get off the field very right. long even. Yeah, third down was bad for the Kentucky defense, and you know that the defense is starting to get a little beat up too. Uh, DeAndre Square, I thought, was really good last night. Nine tackles and a sack. Uh, you know, I, he, he's dependable. Uh, I thought De- uh, Deion Walker was good forcing the action in the pocket, even if he did not get to the quarterback or or, or, or create a havoc stat. I thought he was good. Uh, but when, you're, when your defense is on the field so much, uh, you know, you're going to have plays and, and, and you're going to have a bad half. And, and I, I would, it was bad time to have a not good half, but heck, they, they've earned it. I mean, they've kept this team in, in, in six games so far. Uh, just the offense, man. I mean, you know, I tried to, da- to dance around the, the subject for the last two or three weeks. It's, it's not very good, man. I mean, it, it, I mean, let's look at where they are today. And excuse me for flipping the page here. Total offense, 356 yards a game. That, that's that's not very good. Rushing game, still 92 yards. That's last in the SEC. Uh, defensively, still top five everywhere in most categories. So I, I think the big problem right now is, is, is Kentucky offensively is, is getting beat and trying to do too much when we saw, we saw Scangarello simplify in the first half and go north and south true Kentucky football and had success in a running game with 24. I would have ran Rodriguez 30, 35 times last night. He's fresh. He didn't get hit for four weeks. He can take it. I just do not understand why Kentucky went away from 24 in the second half. And it felt like he was constantly dragging two or three guys with him. It felt like this was the first game all season where the running game was was – Actually, not bad. Um, right. I feel like with Rodriguez, able to, to, to drag defenders with him, uh, able to pick up four or five yards uh, on, on most handoffs. Uh, you know, the, the, it, you mentioned the offensive stats and where, where Kentucky ranks in the SEC. 
you just never would have thought this going into the season. I mean, no. I know you didn't have Levis last night. Obviously, that hurts. But the wide receive, this is the best wide receiving group that I, I can remember Kentucky having. I've been watching Kentucky football my entire life. Uh, and, you know, obviously, Chris Rodriguez in the backfield. It, this is not at all where I thought Kentucky's offense no. would be at this point in the season. I don't think anybody thought that there would be, we would be talking about Kentucky's offensive struggles um, with that much talent. I know the offensive line. Uh, how, how much, how hard is it to design this offense when uh, when the offensive line isn't getting good pass protection, isn't opening up those lanes? I mean, how, how much of this is on that and how much of it does Kentucky just need to be a little bit more creative? Well, I, I actually think it needs to be a little less creative and simplify and go north and south. I mean, we saw that mm-hmm. succeed in the first half, right? There wasn't anything fancy with Rodriguez running between the tackles. South Carolina was loading the box, eight defenders, didn't matter. The offensive line did a really good job of putting hat on hat and and, pu- and getting a push and getting a crease. Rodriguez, again, 16 carries, what, 97 yards? That was working. I, I think when you ask this offensive line to do more than that right now because it's so patched together with with new players all over at every position, take the think, take it out of take the thinking, take the complication out of it and say, okay, put your hat on that guy. You put your hat on that guy. We're gonna go straight ahead. And if that doesn't work, then we'll we'll live we'll live to fight another series. But when you're throwing the football on first down and and with that many sacks, you know you're gonna get some pressure with a rookie quarterback. You started you st- then you go to second and fifteen. That series is done, over with, unless there's a penalty of some say some nature. So that's why I, I thought Kentucky would have gone back to the, the Lynn Bowden uh, mentality and just say, okay, we're going to run the football. We're going to run it straight at you and stop it if you can. And did that in the first half. And, and, and you know, you gave away a cheap cheap touchdown on the stupid first pl- uh, play call of the game or it would have been 7 nothing Kentucky, a bit different ball game. But, I, you know, you get a little too cute, get a little too creative. You, get, you know, you run a reverse into the boundary on the first play, you, you give South Carolina a ball on the two, they score on the first play that they touch the football. You're starting the game behind. Kentucky didn't panic at that point, just kept running Rodriguez, which was good. Then come out at halftime and, you know, here we go. You, you know, we have <laughs> – I mean, it just it – yeah, I think there was a – to start that, that drive after, after South Carolina took that uh, 14-7 lead, I think – Everything uh, changed. Everything changed. Yeah. And it shouldn't have changed. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and immediately you saw, you know, I think two sacks on that drive, um, yeah. and then one I think it made it like a second and twenty-four, and you just you kind of knew like they're not yeah. gonna not with the backup quarterback, they weren't gonna make up twenty-four yards. No, um, no, no, you're not. And in a night that your punter averages thirty-six yards per, you know, okay. you know, you have to marry all three phases together. So if you're losing yardage on sacks, you're starting the drive off behind the change. You know, you're going to punt. South Carolina starting field position, what, 42 on the 36, on the 48. I mean, a lot of times South Carolina had short fields due to lost yardage and, and due to sacks and by inefficient punting. Kentucky still had 121 rush yards after you factor in the six, the lost yardage on six quarterback sacks. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it just the frustration is is for me is sky high, uh, and I've well, been frustrated with this offense, Stephen, and and it's it's even worse right now. 
let, let me ask you this. Uh, you know, you, you, you kind of mentioned it. You and Jay were talking about it. You got, uh, obviously, Mississippi State puts up a lot of points. They looked yeah. really good. Uh, yesterday, Very Tennessee, good. he looked really Very good. Very good. And, 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 you know, then then you, uh, you look at the rest of Kentucky's schedule. What's the Missouri, Danny, Georgia, Louisville? What's the what's the best case scenario, worst case scenario as Kentucky closes up? And now that you've seen three SEC games. And- yeah. Well, first of all, you gave two, two away. I mean, there's no reason that you should have lost to Ole Miss in South Carolina. I mean, right now we should Kentucky should be sitting at six and zero, and you're not. You're at four and two. You gave two away. So the grand the grand plans of of Atlanta are most likely out of, out of the equation now because Mississippi State is very good, very good. Tennessee is 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 playing as good as anybody in the country. So when you looked at the schedule, you I when I looked at the schedule, I thought, okay, I think Kentucky will start this season off six and zero, and then just let it let it play out. But now. After giving one away in Oxford, after laying a complete egg uh, against South Carolina, um, Kentucky's backs are against the wall. Now, now you're thinking, okay, we're going to get bowl eligible. You know, the, as bad as Kentucky played last night, it's going to get better with Will Levis back, but it's not going to get that much better. Kentucky, uh, with Levis and with Flax, wasn't that good on offense. Defense is going to be getting ready to face uh, two of the best offenses in all of college football. It's 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 a precarious situation for Kentucky. This thing could go sideways in a hurry, and uh, I mean, Mark Stoops has got his work cut out for him uh, to salvage this season because it's easy to say, "Well, we'll get it right when Will comes back." Well, we didn't do that. We, you didn't score over twenty points in SEC game with Will. What what's what leads me to believe that that's going to happen? Uh, and I, tr- I tried to get to that in the pregame show, but I, I don't know if I made a good enough point that, you know, this, this thing's not been great with Will and Flax. I thought I would, the Flax out was, to me, was the most important personnel deficiency going into the game. I thought Kentucky could have won with Flax and Sharon because, again, I think Sharon uh, was courageous. I, I think he I thought he was – he played good enough as a rookie backup to, to win the football game. He – he was Kyle Sharon was not the reason that Kentucky lost on offense. Kentucky lost because of the players around Sharon played like dog poop. And let's just be honest about it. So who's more uh, important that Kentucky gets back for for next? I mean, is it is it? I guess it's, who are they going to miss more? Uh, who would they miss more? I know Levis. Uh, they said might return against Mississippi State, but um, without Flax there on the on the offensive line. Uh, how much of a difference are we going to see? If, Flax, I mean, if you, you yeah. can't block for him. Yeah, Flax is very, very important for next week. I mean, very important because the Mississippi State, everybody wants to talk about their offense. Their defense is really good too. Um, but but you're going to have to score somehow because uh, Mississippi State's going to score. And you're going to need Will Levis back in the lineup badly next week. And I, and I hope he's healthy enough. Uh, to be to do that, you know, even though all everybody was saying Will's not going to play, Will's not going to play. I guess the optimist in me, all the way up to kickoff, was thinking that hey, he's going to pull a Willis Reed and come out of the locker room and, and somehow miraculously play, uh, but he didn't. And uh, you know, it is what it is. And, and Kentucky took a loss to a to a, a not very good South Carolina team, and and that's that's what's embarrassing is is 
even without those two, Kentucky should have won the football game because South Carolina is not very good. But you got to give them credit. They did what they had to do to win. That's why I apologized up front in this thing because I was one of the people that made fun of South Carolina. And when you when you're when I'm wrong, I admit I'm wrong. And South Carolina came out and won the football game, Stephen. And it's just you know the cats. Where does this rank? Actually, the ball, man. Yeah, where does this rank to you as far as disappointing losses in the Stoops era? This is the most disappointing loss in the Stoops era, in my opinion. Um, I, I can't remember losing to a, a team that I'm not going to call South Carolina bad, but not good. Let's just say this is it was the most embarrassing loss that that I've seen in in the modern Stoops era uh, last four or five years because South Carolina is not very good and uh, didn't didn't particularly and doesn't do anything particularly well and 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 beat Kentucky. And that's at Kroger Field. So to me, this is the most embarrassing loss that I've seen in the modern Stoops era, and it's not even close. And and so we got your your pessimistic take for the rest of the season, I guess. What, what's what's the best case scenario moving forward? Uh, winnable game against Mississippi State, assuming you get some guys back. Yeah. Got uh, yeah, Tennessee. I mean, how? Uh, I mean, is there a scenario here where Kentucky only drops one game the rest of the season? You know, could possibly because of my faith, admiration, love for Mark Stoops and my trust and admiration in Brad White. I think you're going to be in games because of those two. Uh, but Mark Stoops, this is a t- this is a this is a vital week for Kentucky. Mark Stoops needs to not only fix some X and O stuff, but he needs to get some attitudinal adjustments going. And, and that's rare, rare for Mark Stoops. Because his teams normally play hard, man, and 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 they they mimic the head coach. And I, I and I saw last night, and, and well, no, I refused to watch the uh, press conference last night, and I waited to today to watch it uh, for reasons that you and I talked about. Also, um, I saw a true disappointment in Stoops in his face, and that was heartbreaking to me because I love the dude. And that's not his – that's not – I mean, I, I, sometimes it's hard, I, you know, for him to, to – for him, I mean, it's hard to see his team play like that. It's disappointing to see his team play like that and uh, because it's totally uncharacteristic. And, and I felt bad for Mark Stoops. I felt really bad for the fans because they did their part for two weeks in a row. I felt just as bad for Mark Stoops that – you know, you take it for granted that, that his teams will play hard. His teams will play discipline. His teams won't beat themselves. And and that just did not happen. And South Carolina took advantage of it and won the football game. Simple as that. Yeah. And, you know, I, you mentioned the fans again. The the atmosphere leading Great. up was electric. Great. I mean, yeah. it was – I mean, it, yeah. And then we talked about that opening play. You know, what sucks is that South Carolina, the last two times they've beaten Kentucky, it's come from Kentucky not having their starting quarterback and right. and, and having to adjust like, you know, a couple of weeks after the, you know, after losing the quarterback. I mean, that, yeah. you look at, they could have beaten the South and probably should have beaten South Carolina, what, nine straight years. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that was, that was just kind of unfortunate. Uh, you know, you, you look at like the, the offense again, seventeen seven in the fourth quarter, and you just knew there really wasn't no. a chance that like that fourth quarter Grove Street was 
was was lacking the enthusiasm of past games for sure. I mean, people just yeah. didn't believe it's like he was capable of overcoming a ten point deficit. And, and, and put me in that category with people because I, I didn't. <laughs> I mean, I really didn't, and, and be, not because Kentucky couldn't have, because you know you can score ten points in a quarter, but with the pace of play that Kentucky was going. And the route of attack without 24 being featured in the third quarter, I mean, where, where is it going to come from? So, um, just, Stephen, just total total disappointment. Uh, I mean, at the end of the year, you look back and see a loss to South Carolina. You know, people outside of the state of Kentucky won't realize that Will Levis wouldn't play and won't understand the importance of Jeremy Flax in the lineup. They'll just see that loss. And that's how Kentucky's season is going to be characterized as, hey, you lost to South Carolina at home. So, goodbye, top 25. That That's out. And, yeah, that's that was my next question. Long yeah. gone. I, I wouldn't vote Kentucky in the top 25 after losing to yeah. South Carolina at home. And, so, there's just no forgiveness for, for missing your, no, uh, your potential number one draft pick? No, and and, and I, I'm, as a, I'm a big homer as anybody there is, and I wouldn't vote Kentucky in the top 25. Uh, because yeah. South Carolina is not good, and, and they beat you at home, and beat you by what ten points at home. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that's just uh, that that's unforgivable in my opinion. As a vote, if I was a voter, that would be unforgivable. Uh, and that's how bad that loss was to me. So these next two games, Kentucky's going to have to put up some points. I mean, Go, yeah, yeah, going to have to. They've only scored uh, nineteen. I think I heard Adam Luckett say yesterday that the. The, the most points they've scored offensively against SEC opponents this year is 19 points. 19 points in so, four season, averaging 26 points a game. Uh, that's 11th in the SEC. That's that's not very good. So, total offense averaging 356 yards per game. Uh, that's not very good. So, uh, I don't know. Some things got to get figured out. Maybe simplification is, is the key. Is that what it is? I mean, do you think do you think this is fixable? Ah. Uh, I think maybe it's fix, it's fixable, yes, maybe, maybe. But there's got a lot of, a lot of things got to change. Uh, I saw far too many one-on-one losses up front last night. I mean, there's a difference in, in, in missing a stunt, missing a twist, and, and just getting whipped one-on-one at tackle. I mean, that's you, you can't fix that. That's football. It's one-on-one. You got to start winning those one-on-ones. And at times last night, it wasn't even close. So, uh you can you can scheme around that, but you know these defensive coordinators they they get paid too. They they get paid a lot of money to figure this out, so they can they understand how to bring pressure. They understand where the weaknesses are uh, in the Kentucky offense, and they'll start they'll start bringing it. You, but you know, on the pregame show, I said that that, that Will Levis accounts for seventy six percent of all Kentucky offense going into the show going into this game. <laughs> Take that away. What 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 does Kentucky do well? If it's not Will Levis making throws to these playmakers, if it wasn't for the explosive plays uh, <clears throat> in the passing game from Will Levis, where would Kentucky be in this season? Two and four right now. Uh, Rodriguez got, came back, thankfully, used him great in the first half, and then totally went away from him, gave him six carries in the second. Don't get it. But I've said that about five times on this podcast, and I, I don't want to repeat myself. Just a total disappointing performance, uh, disappointing effort, disappointing execution, uh, disappointing game plan, uh, disappointing 
play calling, just got beat coaching, got beat playing, got beat every phase of the game. And this will go down as one of the more embarrassing losses uh, in, in modern UK football because it's South Carolina. But give Carolina credit. I credit Carolina for taking advantage of Kentucky's uh, Kentucky's play calling on offense and uh, credit them with a win. So it's on to Mississippi State and uh, got to get ready for that. That machine that's going to come in here and throw the football all over the place uh, and with a defense that is traditionally giving Kentucky a lot of fits, even in the good years. Uh, even in Cohen, I mean, Mississippi State gave Kentucky fits defensively. So, going to have to be a lot of improvement from uh, from now until next Saturday. But until then, I appreciate, Stephen, I appreciate you getting this done for us today. I know you got called in on this, and we really do appreciate you uh, for this and all the great things that you, you're doing for the website. Uh, we we pray and hope that for Nick and Brooke and hopefully – there's a yeah. there's a there's a new little Roush running around soon. Uh, <laughs> so we need we need more Roushes running around. That's what we need is another <laughs> Roush. But but thank you for listening. We hope you. Uh, I mean, it's not been a fun fo- podcast. I'm sorry, but I tried to be as realistic as possible because that's my job. Uh, but we, we appreciate you listening. We thank you for uh, listening, subscribing. We hope you, uh, whatever, how you, what do they do to the YouTube page? Steven, they like it, right? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Subscribe, like, you know, uh, Freddie, you were, you were, you, they called you a pessimist yesterday on the radio show. I agreed with you as I was listening, like you're being an optimist. So, you know, I, I, you're just calling it like it is, man. Yeah. You know, I, like, I, I, I did everything, but, but give note cards out to people of what was going to happen. <laughs> and yeah, you know, and some people didn't, you know, you didn't like to hear it, but as this is, <laughs> You know, I, I've I've been th- been around this game a long time, and I yeah. can sense, I can feel things that maybe, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I've, I've been in that situation. Uh, you know, I made my first start a lot like Car- uh, Kyra Sharon did. But again, I, listen, I want to credit Kyra Sharon. That dude had mm-hmm. guts. He came in there and played his yeah. guts out. And it yep. was Kara Sharon is not the reason that Kentucky lost that football game. I, I mean, I'm going to be perfectly Absolutely. clear about that. That young man came in and battled. He was he, he didn't get rattled. Uh, he he wasn't wobbly. And I give Kara Sharon a whole heck of a lot of credit. Uh, he was coached well out of high school. Robbie Lucas down there in Somerset won a state championship. So Kara Sharon, keep your head up, young man. You did everything within your power to win the football game. Kentucky just wasn't good around you and you wouldn't get in the, uh, uh, you, you were, you were not provided a game plan to win this football game because your main job should have been, okay, there's 24 behind me. I'm going to, I'm going to snap. I'm okay. Let me get the snap first. Okay. Let me get the football and put it in 24 stomach and let him do his thing. Kentucky went away from that in the second half and lost the football game. So, Uh, That's it. Thank you, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.